Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Okay. She's an amazing yeah. woman. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful soul. She's a mother and she's a physician. She's going to talk to us really about um, about what life has cost her, bought her, and taught her what she's pouring into other individuals outside of, you know, uh, prescriptions for wellness and how to take care of themselves. I'm so excited to have her here with us on the show. So, um, we want to also talk about your true voice, you know, having a mm-hmm. level of confidence and taking action towards uh, gaining power to have a magnificent, magnetic, majestic life. Because mm-hmm. the struggle is real. I say that all the time. And people are struggling. Um, and you know what I'm going to ask her about? Why is it that people sometimes don't want to get help? You know, I see that. As a physician, you see that. You'll diagnose something or something will happen and people don't want to go to the doctor. Is it a denial? Is it uh, it fear? They don't want to face reality? We're going to talk about that and then some. Tell us a little bit more about you, Dr. Rucci. Oh, lovely. Well, so let me start with my (laughs) humble base. So I come from India originally. And I come from a family with my parents being doctors. So it's like either you're a doctor, engineer, a professional, or a failure. So that's where a poor child's journey <laughs> begins. And uh, you can hear me, yeah? Mm, yes. Right, wonderful. So that's where the journey began. So I was this obedient child. Uh, biggest thing, validation from my parents. Uh, I am a medical doctor, came to UK, and what happened was, you know, there was this question of authenticity and gaining approval. I think that's where I came to crossroads in my life. You know, as, as a child, I think almost all of us is like authenticity and approval. I have to tone down my authenticity to have the approval from people I look up to. So I'm like, Am I toning down my authenticity and gaining approval? What is it really getting me? I was like, no, 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 that's that's not fine. You know, I, I have to like find my own voice, my own authenticity. So things are going fine. Uh, it was when I was pregnant at the end of pregnancy. And, you know, so this is COVID time. First five months are just me with my baby. My better half was there for four weeks, but that, that was it. So I'm in a really, really, really dark place. And I'm thinking, no, I can't be a good mother or, or be a parent to my child that I want to be where I am. So there began the introspection that I need to look within. I need to find the light within. Where do I go from there? Mm. That's where I came across Mind Valley and Vision Lakhiani. So it was like, you know, I'm driving this car. So I'm seeing this little light. And then as you see the light, you take the next step. And then you're driving and then a little further and a little further. 
So with all of these steps, I came to Mind Valley and Marissa Peer and found rapid transformational therapy, which was really transforming for me. So uh, if if I if I were to say hypnosis, people are like, oh my God, are you gonna control me? But oh, no, that- I, I've been taken under. I can take myself down. Let me tell you, it is off the chain brains you need it because they're not going to make it it's not a carnival show okay they don't make you quack like a duck and you know bark like a dog you are really your body won't do anything or your mind won't do anything that you're not kind of prone to do anyway yeah totally totally so basically rapid transformational therapy is a brainchild of marissa Pierre who it's it's like um let's say some like some total of her 30 years of practice so i was like okay this has really changed my life transformed me helped me i'm going to train in this and you know help people get to the same place if i was to summarize what it is it's like we are all this miracles the authentic diamonds that we came into this world you know here to shine our light And then just imagine this diamond being covered by lots and lots of layers, so much so that you don't even know that the light exists. Mm. So these layers are lots of social conditioning, limiting beliefs, could nots, should nots, you know, more shoulds, and so, 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 like, you know, no coulds at all. So basically, if we could just get this layer by layer away, every limiting belief that is caging you, so what comes out is the true essence of you. So to give an example, let's say, for example, somebody is feeling, well, I want to be really, really confident. I want to speak my truth. And maybe I want to do public speaking, just as an example. Now they have trained, did everything they had to do, but it's like, Something is constantly going on, this inner dialogue that's like, no, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. Now, the thing is, if, if you were to ask a two-year-old or three-year-old, I mean, none of us were born with that fear, right? So we came free and right. then it right. basically held on to that luggage and one by one and by. So basically, it's time to return all of that luggage because that doesn't belong to you. Any limiting belief that you have that doesn't belong to you. Just let go of it. None of us was born with any limiting beliefs. We were born with ultimate confidence and unlimited self-belief. And they're just miracles to basically be who we are rather than, you know, literally comparison be the thief of our joy and our calling going around comparing. You, you were suffering from postpartum? I was. But the thing is, you know, when I mentioned that to somebody, people expect me to say that I was going to kill myself or my baby. So, no, <laughs> that wasn't Girl, let, me tell, let me tell you my postpartum story. Oh, I was so excited. I could get back in those jeans and I had on a cute little top and I had put on a little push up. I'm going to look really nice and attractive for my husband. And the baby went nuts. Oh, I had just cleaned her up and did her hair. She spit up everywhere. She's screaming. She's crying. You know, and he gets to the door. And the first thing I do is hand her to him and say, you do it. People do not understand. Everybody or every female is not cut out necessarily to be a parent. Thank you for saying that. 
No, seriously, because I think the societal expectation is if you're a woman, you're a mother. See, everybody is at it. I mean, think of a time, uh, say, 100 years back, 200 years back, where like, you know, maybe at 14 or 15 or 16, you're a mother. It's like you have known no other life. Like maybe what? you didn't even have an option. So now, like, you know, you're going as a choice and obviously you want to do your best, but it's a lot to take in. It takes time. It, it takes it's, it's, it's and the a lot. expectation. And, and I say this, you know, because we are both women of color our culture yeah there's no excuse i mean there's no excuse you just you are a mother and you just gonna deal with it (laughs) yeah yeah that's it my daughter just told me she says i'm getting you a grand puppy i'm not (laughs) having any children and i was so kind of upset but she says it's a different world mom we live here it's hard you know and sending your kids to school you don't know if they're going to be safe you don't sure. know what, uh, you know, different effects that they're going to have. There is a whole different uh, life cycle that's happening right now. And she says, I just want to grab my purse, my keys, my cell phone and go. I don't want to be responsible for that. And I get that. But our cultures are not only are we mothers, but we're caregivers to our family members. It's generational. And that is a, a, a cultural norm. There's no conversation in that. We take great pride in that. But mm. to whom much is given, much is required. And then here you are, a dedicated medical professional. You're taking mm-hmm. care of everybody else's. And then the people in the, at the hospital and the board of directors and, and trying to find mm. something for yourself. So I'm glad that you have come to this awareness. When you settled in, and found this newfound glory. What did you say? Did you go buy yourself a cute little dress and some new lipstick? What did you do? What did you reward yourself? How did you say, wow, I have arrived? I think even when I started with the journey and when I was really happy was when I completed the certification because uh, the whole digging and prodding and everything, a step-by-step. So I got into it when my little one was four months old. And I think by the time he was a year old, it was all done, dusted. And yes, I did reward myself. So I had a spa day for myself. <laughs> you have to re- See, that's what people don't do either. They don't take the time to reward yourself. I you pat have to. Myself, well, I pat myself on the back before I wait for that outside influence. Some people confuse okay. that as vanity or arrogance. It's self-love. I cannot okay. love you the way that you deserve to be loved if I don't know how that feels and give that to myself. It's simply, it's like if your cup is empty, you're coming from a place of lack. Yep. And then you are giving other people from a place of negativity, of sacrifice. Whereas when your cup is full, you're just giving with a wholehearted love. I think it's really important. And again, as you said, you know, the culture teaches you, no, I'm going to place myself last. No, that's not how it works. If your cup is not full, if you don't take care of your own needs, you cannot be there for anyone else. So that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. So now do you incorporate RTT in your your practice wherever you can? Do you share that with your patients? Or Yes, I do. I'll tell you what I do. I mean, uh, because I 
I'm working in the hospital setting, so I can give them some tips, tricks, suggestions about, you know, things during the sessions. Obviously, I have about 20 minutes or so with each patient as such. So <laughs> I think that was another reason. I'm going to be really honest here because I think when you go into healthcare, you really want to help. Now, this is me, like, you know, when I was on the burnout stage. So I'm starting my leaving home at 6.30, starting my day at 8 o'clock. You've had a long, hard day. And the thing is, there's, there's lots of bureaucracy, like, you know, in, in, say, I'm doing a clinic, there has to be this many number of patients that I have to see. So I'm getting, it's, it's like you've done a lot of work, but what's lacking at the day of, at, at the end of the day is fulfillment. You're not really feeling fulfilled. I was like, okay, this is good. But there's something more, you know, I, I, I'm looking for that something more. And I think in your darkest times, or let's say, uh, but then you have, so it's like, you're not in the rut of, you know, running to the hospital every day, it's maternity leave, I can step back. And that's when you're like, oh, okay. And then you go within. And I think that's where the whole journey began, me finding RTT and Mind Valley and my daily meditation practice and all of it. You have a daily meditation. I'll tell you something else about me. I had to slow down on my meditation. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Well, again, like I said, I can take myself down, but I was getting downloads of information. Mm -hmm. I was getting, uh, and I felt like I was, again, in this situation of trying to heal and find balance, I was finding myself overwhelmed. Oh. You know, and so it, one side of the spectrum or the other. And mm -hmm. I really had to have a, a talk with God. I had to come to Jesus meeting. I said, look, <laughs> can you give me mine in bite-sized pieces? <laughs> like Reese's pieces. Can you give me a little? Because I was overwhelmed and I felt like I had to act on these things because so much was going on at that time. And I am a giver to a fault. I am a person that... Um, recognize i'm not an empath but i'm very empathic i'm an empath yeah and that's that's even doubly hard because you take on the person's energy thoughts emotions and they're across the street <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I've, I've been told a lot of times, you know, oh, being an empath is a power. Trust me. I mean, from teenage, from the point of time, I think as a child, you don't realize it. And you only because you feel everybody feels the way you feel. I think it's early teenage when you feel, no, there's something different with me. Other people work somewhat different. And then you're like, ah, by the time you realize it as a power and you're even mad, you can learn to manage it. It takes years. It takes years. So, yeah, then, then you have to also balance the people that don't understand what you're doing there. You know, are you, you, a whiner? you are you are you a whiner? Are you a complainer? Are you depressed? Are you sad? Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm in my feelings. No, I'm I trying to connect. Sometimes you just need a bit of a timeout. Like, you know, I need to recharge my batteries and then I'll, I'll come back as my whole self. I mean, luckily I have a partner who understands how I function uh, and, and we met really early in life. So I think we know well, all the ifs, buts, doubts, whatever could go wrong has already gone wrong. So mm, right. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Beautiful. That's beautiful yeah. because you have somebody to walk on this journey with you. So now are you planning to maybe increase your family? Do you think that you want more children? I'm done. <laughs> I know. Stick a fork in and I'm done. I'm with you. I had one and I was like, 
like, oh, okay, my grandmother had nine. I was like, this is oh. okay. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Like, uh, I was like, when I was really ready, I was like, okay, this is the time. And I was 35 at that time. And now I'm like, after, he's, he's almost going to be two in a couple of months. And um, I, no, I'm done. And and I'll tell you honestly why. I would have loved to be an only child myself. <laughs> but obviously that wasn't my call to make. So I'm like, yeah, there you are. How many siblings do you have? I've got a younger brother. He is three years younger to me. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So now what would you say to uh, a person, male or female, mm-hmm. that is struggling right now? They just really doesn't even know how to start putting the pieces together what would be some baby steps what would be some things that you would encourage them to do I'll, I'll ask them to do three simple things to start with like you know first of all acknowledge that you are a human being you are doing your very best and give yourself some self-compassion I think we are really critical on ourselves it's like oh my God, I didn't do this right. And that right. And that right. So some self-compassion and simplest way to do it is say morning, you wake up, you're brushing your teeth, right? So look yourself in the eye and you put down the brush and you're like, I love you. So you look yourself in your eye and you say, I love you, all of you. I love you just the way you are. And I'm the loving parent. You all, I mean, I'm your loving parent. So, or you can add or delete whatever works for you. I mean, first couple of days, this might feel a bit, you know, unusual to some people, but I can tell you from, you know, my friends, if you keep doing it, it really, really transforms the energy of your day. Second thing I would highly recommend is basically just when you start your day, a piece of paper or maintain a diary, two minutes of your time, five things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think when we are really focused about, oh, how do I? There has to be things that's going right in your life, right? So just people like, oh, I don't have time. No, everybody has five minutes. Everybody has five minutes. When you're on your commute, on your phone, pen to paper is better, but it's fine, you know? So just five things. Uh, At the end of the day, again, two minutes of your time, two sentences, the magic I witnessed today. Every day, no matter how difficult the day might be, there are moments of magic. So that's what you catch on. I think it's where your focus is. And what happens is slowly the energy starts to shift. I'm not saying this is going to overnight transform anything, but it it helps you change your perspective. It helps you develop self-compassion. It helps you live from a deeper place rather than totally be burnt out by stress and outer circumstances. Wow. So yeah, yeah, just a couple of things. And I'm telling you about my own journey because if you meet somebody who's needing out needing out the validation, I think I'll I would have been topping the list even about a couple of years back. Mm. It's it's exhausting. It's Thank exhausting you. because I think I always say, you know, even if 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 you decide to leave your body, there would be somebody to say, oh, why did that person die that way? You know, they could have done it this way. Right. <laughs> so it's like no matter what you no, do, no. there would be somebody who would not be happy so you cannot please anyone and the thing is you know i'm a very spiritual person i would say if all of us we have come here for a purpose you know so your soul's journey i think it has to be bigger than you coming here to please anyone no. isn't it 
Yeah. So there has to be a bigger purpose. I think, and again, the revelation of your soul's journey is not going to be like, I don't know, I had some revelation. Just take one step within and one step and one step. And another thing I would say is, you know, uh, we look for answers outside, you know, right. Uh, right. You no, know, all the answers lie within you. You know, you cannot Netflix your feelings. You cannot drink your no, feelings. No, you can't you Netflix them. Oh my God. Don't, don't, don't bust my Netflix. Cause honey, I'm a, I'm a binger. I was, I was binging the other night. My husband goes, uh, it's four o'clock in the morning. I said, I know it's only two more episodes, but no, and, and I get it. But people want to put a blanket over it. They figure if they cover it, it'll be okay. As you said, they're looking for outside validation, but with those outside validations, you have to manage your expectations. Yeah. I mean, I expect you to, to, you know, in that 20 minutes, I get, I go in with a list with my doctor. I say, okay, we got 20. I know we got 20 minutes together. And she loves it. Because I'll tell her this is this and this and this, but I can't expect for her to uh, to heal me or help me heal because she's not a healer. She's a facilitator. I can't expect for her to do her job if I don't contribute. So I yeah. say this to you, Brains, that you need to be an active participant in your life. Mm -hmm. We are the, we are the overseers. Okay. Mm -hmm. We are living in this energetic universe mm -hmm. uh, in this meat suit called a body. Yeah, totally. totally. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when people come up with these new, well, not because I've heard of RTT before, but when you're a medical professional and you go and you tick all the boxes and I see all your accolades up there on the, on the wall, you just figure, well, you know what? I know it all. When you find something new and revolutionary, you know, it's exciting to you as well. And you want to share. Totally, totally. totally. And as I said, you know, I think with my daily job, what was really missing was fulfillment. Mm. You know, those 20 minutes are fine. But, you know, one patient, two patient, three patient, four. It's like, yes, I worked really hard. Did I genuinely connect with somebody? Did I genuinely right. uh, transform or shift some inner block? I mean... Yes, our physical bodies are very important, but I really believe that any disease, any discomfort that we have, it's not just in the body. There's always a psychosomatic basis to it, mm. right? So, you know, uh, say for example, somebody has any autoimmune diseases or asthma. I mean, as a doctor, I tell you, if, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a respiratory specialist, uh, I specialize in eyes, but if, if you go to any doctor, you say, I've got asthma, they're only going to give you tablets, or oh, this is going to control your symptoms, but we cannot cure asthma. So there are a lot of diseases, most of which, which are autoimmune origin. So there has to be other things. There are emotions, there are blocked emotions, there are other things involved. So, and yeah. you know, I'm here. I'm hearing that over and over and over again. I'm hearing a lot of physicians going into integrated medicine. I hear them going, nurses going into holistic. I hear yeah. a lot of nurses now doing hospice care and end of life care. There's a reason. There's a they reason because are, they, they're seeing the energy transform. I'll tell you, when my mother passed away, mm -hmm. I was bit, but I was not broken. It was a beautiful transition of life. She gave me permission to stay. 
Mm -hmm. I gave her permission to go. Her life journey and purpose at that point had come to a conclusion. It was time to evolve to the next level of awareness, presence, circumstances, well, however you want to phrase it. But I knew that it wasn't the end. And I no. actually saw her soul leave mm -hmm. her body. And I tell you, I'm in my office now. I converted mm -hmm. my, my studio, was her, mm -hmm. her room. And there's mm -hmm. such a sense of peace and harmony and love. Mm -hmm. And if we could just find that among ourselves before we make that transition. I was talking to another one of my guests because giving birth and being born is stressful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and dying and transferring life is stressful. So I think how what you not expect to get that somewhere in the middle? Yeah, totally. I mean, see, when it comes to body, I, I love thinking of it like with this example in my head. If you were to buy a car and you were told that you have this car for 80 years, eight zero, 80 years, okay? Mm -hmm. No upgrades, nothing. How, how much care would you take for that car? Mm -hmm. so think about it. That's what our bodies are. Now, whatever religious belief or non-religious spiritual, whatever you believe, doesn't matter. But this is what you've got for, let's say, plus minus 80 years. And, you know, people put just, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how much care? Now, I, I'm not saying, you know, you have to become body obsessed or looks obsessed or anything like that. It's like, that's your vehicles. You need to take good care of it. And I do not differentiate between mental health and physical health. It's all one. Health is health. Mm. Mental health, physical health. It's, it's well, all. You know, and I tell people that a lot of people, I'll talk about black people. They don't mm -hmm. do the therapist. That's not, you know, they'll talk to the pastor. They'll talk to their grandma. Right. They they take it as a sense of weakness. But if you check your heart, your kidney, your liver, your ears, your eyes, that's fine. All that's fine. But you need to check your brain too. That's what I was talking about. There are people that um I'm thinking about one person in particular, know mm -hmm. that they have a challenge, know mm -hmm. that they're struggling, mm -hmm. but they don't want to get help. And maybe that's a part of the problem. I don't know, but I'm, I reached out and said, you know, what can I do to support, encourage? I'll be there to hold your hand. I love you. And then you get these people that are so, um, so downtrodden and in these dark places that they die by suicide. And you feel, or I feel bad because I don't feel like I've done enough. It, it, you have, you have. Think of it like, you know, most of us have learned to create a cage around ourselves, you know, this cage is of, now this cage can be really tiny or really big, doesn't matter, changes from person to person. So you lend out the hand, but it's like they have to let you in, right? So it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's not always easy. And again, even with RTT, it's a collaborative process. So I cannot say I'm going to help you. Yes, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to provide you with the safe space. I'm going to use all the tools. I'm going to help you shatter your limiting beliefs. But you have to be open and collaborative about it. If somebody comes with like, oh, okay, I don't believe in it, but I'm going to try. Uh, no, you, you have to make an active effort to be in it.
Otherwise, it doesn't work. Well, you have to be in it, of it, love it, and want it. Mm -hmm. And you have done all that and then some. Thank you so much. I want to thank you publicly for being uh, a physician. Uh, it It is a labor of love. You could have done anything else. You know, you could have been a florist. You could have been a baker. You could have been just a homemaker. But you opt to dedicate your life to the embitterment mm-hmm. of other people. Brains, take advantage of that. Contact her. Listen to her. Are you coaching? Are you, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Is there a program or, or an offering that you might have? So a way for my brains to get in contact with you if they want more information? Oh, so how I work is basically you can set a discovery call with me. The discovery call is free, no obligations. It's a half an hour discussion where we can talk about what's RTT. Are we a good match for each other? What is your problem? And so basically, you know, we have an open chat about it. Uh, if you want to find it, you can just, uh, my website is almost done. It should be publicly accessible in the next couple of weeks. In the meanwhile, if you just type my name into Facebook, in my bio, there's a link tree link. So as soon as you click on the link tree, there's discovery call and LinkedIn. And basically you can get to know everything, what I do, why I do, you know, what called me to it. And she is super cool. Okay. Young, hip, pretty, a mom, you know, <laughs> I, you know and I, I, I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going I'm to call you on the link tree. Because mm, there's something that I need to know about me that I don't know. Yeah. It's better yeah. to ask than Dr. Rucci. <laughs> oh, lovely. lovely. Brains, go in, like, love, share, and connect. Like, love, share, subscribe. Do all the wonderful things that you need to do to make this the best life possible. This is the only one that we know of. So we want to make it as best we can. Thank you so much, Dr. Rucci. Sorry, I mutilated your name. Say your name for my for my brains one time. It's Rucci. Like I said, you know, the designer brand Gucci. So Rucci. <laughs> no, say your whole name for me. Oh, okay. So it's Rucci Mishra Sharma. Rucci Mishra Sharma. You got that perfectly right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're perfect. Thank you so much for being here on The Edge. Lovely. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye, brains. Have a good day.